Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the Podtrack survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Frugal Snobs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Frugal Snobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com and welcome to episode 98 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Today is Sunday, June 4th, 2017. Mark, let me say hello. Hello. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover on this episode. Everyone needs to excuse my voice, maybe a little bit of fatigue. Unfortunately, I had a late night call with my career uh, last night. It lasted into the early hours of this morning, and it was unplanned. But Monday is another day, so let's go ahead and get on to the podcast. So this week, we want to talk about a lot of things. Um, also, with respect to the London attacks uh, last night, very unfortunate. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about the main topic this week of new ways to make and save money. Are we not? Yes, we got a lot to cover with that. Yes, we do. We have some freebies to talk about, a couple of corn reviews, a couple of beer reviews that will be coming to YouTube with a couple of videos over the next week or so, so stay tuned for those. If you are checking out the YouTube channel, please uh, let us know what you think, provide uh, your feedback as well as subscribe to the channel, it really helps. We have some, also some uh, bills to talk about yes. as well that are coming as well, so let's go ahead and get into it. I'm having a glass of sweet iced tea, and you're having a, what, a green tea? Yes, a flavored green tea, a pineapple mango. Out of one of your patented mason jars? Yes. <laughs> so those mason jars are being used using a pint? Yes. Mason jar? All right, so I'm killing some, some uh, unsweet, not unsweet, sweet tea. See, yes. I told you guys, I'm tired. Folks, I'm very tired. So I am um, enjoying some free, by the way, from Harris Teeter, sweet tea, 64-ounce container for free as part of our EVIC. So this was a few weeks ago when we picked up uh, these teas, folks, so we picked up Sweet, unsweet tea as well. And uh, this week, we were able to pick up on the Evic Organic Gummy Bears. Yes. A four-ounce package of organic gummy bears. I thought that they were okay. You seem to think they needed more flavor. Yeah. I mean, they kind of seemed a little bland. So basically, big big foretaste, weak aftertaste? Yes. Yeah, they had they had that gummy after gelatinous taste afterward, but the foretaste was pretty good. It tasted like a gummy bear. Um, and to me, organic is another way of just saying expensive. Exactly. <laughs> it's like uh, same thing with like healthy food or reduced fat foods tend to be more expensive. Have you noticed that? They may say reduced fat, but uh, it's increased price. Yeah. Plus, I also think that even with the reduced fat, you probably have higher uh, jeopardies elsewhere, like carbs, possibly. Yeah, and the thing is, they sodium. They just say, um, in general, don't always get reduced fat because with with reduced fat, you're increasing your chemicals. Right, and that, that's what I was saying. It's like you have Jeopardy's like right elsewhere. Yeah. Plus, if anybody has noticed, most reduced fat products come in a green package. Did you know that? No. From a marketing perspective, most reduced fat packaging is green. Or they have a green flag on it. Yes, so a green accent. Yes. Is that better? Like, thinking... like, for example, reduced fat wheat thins always have that green reduced fat banner on the top. Yes. Because I'm like, wait, the mint Oreos are not reduced fat, but they got green on them. <laughs> Sorry, right. they were right there. Do you also want to uh, review the uh, Pop Rock, the red, white, blue firework Oreos yeah. or whatever they're called? We can do that. Yeah, let's go and do that. It's another impromptu product review. So you want to go and start with the product reviews? Yeah. All right, so we talked about the freebies. Let's go and talk about the product reviews. So let's start with the um, the uh, Pop Rock firework Oreos. 
These things are weird. Yeah, that's an understatement. They're weird. And from what Christina was telling me, Pop Rocks, back in the day, in the 80s, yes. right? They were they were always something you could pick up at a convenience store. They so had maybe, that little stick that you dip in. Yes. Actually, Pop Rocks had a stick. I thought, I thought that was uh, Fun Dip had the stick. Oh, sorry. That was Fun Dip. Fun Dip had the stick. Pop Rocks, you just popped in your mouth from the envelope. Yeah. Right? You had weird candy back then, right? So when I was growing up in the late... So I'll go ahead and say it. In the late 1980s, probably when I was seven... In the 1990, when I was eight, um, you could always get this weird candy, these extreme candies at a convenience store. For me, it was 7-Eleven. Always loved 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven was awesome. It was the home of the breakfast bite and the big bite. Sheets. Man, oh, yes, yes, for you, it was sheets. Two, do- uh, two hot dogs for a dollar. That's right. And see, for, for me at 7-Eleven, it was always the home of the breakfast bite or the big bite, that big Polish sausage-looking thing that you put on a bun, you threw chili cheese, made a devil dog out of it, as we called it. And I, I will say that I... We'll give my father some credit. He's the only person I know that can be in traffic, on his way to a meeting he's already late for, with the Rolling Stones blaring on the radio, scarfing down a breakfast bite and a large coffee, and still doesn't get any chili, cheese, or other junk on his white dress shirt. That is the only person who I can I know to this day that can do that. You know, it's That's 9 o'clock in the morning. for his It's 9.15, it's 9 o'clock. He's supposed to be at work. So, very rare, but yes, those things have happened. So... In his wonderful 1983 Chevette, <laughs> back in back in the late mid to late 80s, uh, some of my best memories were were, were those times. So, um, but weird candy. So, with respect to these Oreos, um, they do have a pop rock effect effect in the cream. I think not in yes, the yes, not pe- in the cookie. Right. It is just in the cream. So I thought they got rid of pop rocks, according to what Christina was telling me, because they were popping out people's fillings or damaging your mouth because yes. of the intense popness yeah. in them. So these things don't have the same effect, everybody. They're very mellowed out. So the cookie does not have the effect. It's in the cream. I got it more in the aftertaste. Yes. So it tastes like a real Oreo to me. And I actually did a little experiment with them. (laughs) Okay. What was your experiment? I took the cream off of both of the cookies. Okay, so basically you just had the cookie by itself and it was fine. Yes, no Pop Rock, no no effect whatsoever. So if you take the, the cream portion by itself, do you get more of an effect of the Pop Rocks? Is the cookie more of a buffer? It is, actually. Ah, okay. So, But who wants to eat just straight cream? My brother actually enjoyed eating the, the, the cream filling out of the, the Oreos, and I always ate the cookie pieces. So we used to put our Oreos in the refrigerator, and then we would take them out, and I would remove the cream piece, because once the, once the cream piece gets colder, it's easier to separate the cookies off. And I would just eat the, the chocolate cookies, and he would eat the cream portion. So like we would portion out how many cookies we wanted, and we'd agree on it, and then I would just give him the cream filling pieces. Ugh. So, Too sweet. Uh, exactly. That's why I like the cookie pieces more. They tasted just more like a, almost like a thin mint without the mint. So, um, interesting. Snob rating, I'd probably give it three. Maybe a three-star snob rating. Yes. Um, on the gummy bears, three. Same. As well. Uh, so that is the, uh, what, firework Oreos? <laughs> weird. Just really, really weird. Uh, yeah, firework Oreos. So I just had to turn here in the studio to actually look at the Oreos. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> they're here in the studio, so... We keep snacks around the studio, everybody, so have to. Brain food. That's right, for your listening pleasure. We do this to ourselves to help all of you, our listeners. So we don't want you to waste money on things you might not enjoy. True. So let's go ahead and hit on the uh, beer reviews, the quick drink reviews. Christina, you and I hit up a mystery shop this week. Yes. At Cap City Brewing in Shillington, Virginia. And I enjoyed two new beers that I have not had before. Um, I had the Beer de Mars. Yes. Which, uh, it's an interesting ale. It's brewed with hints of chocolate deep malts honey just, just yes yeah, just a weird beer everybody 
it was not drinkable to me. I'll openly admit that. I, I don't know if it was an issue with the tap system, which we'll talk about here in a second. But that beer was kind of skunky to me. It had a very sour taste to it. I couldn't enjoy any pub grub with it. Um, decent aromatics. Very deceptive, though. I would definitely drink it very cold. I'd probably give it, in its current form, maybe if there was an issue of two and a half star snob rating. It was just not. It, it was something that I choked down, so to speak. But are you willing to give it a retry if they fix the tap system? Yeah. Yes. So that's a two and a half star snob rating. Uh, the Too Legit to Wit is the other brew I tried. It's a Belgian ale. It looked very pretty in the glass. Very pretty. Um, but again, I'd probably give it a two and a half star snob rating. It had a very soury taste to it. And some Belgian wits, some Belgian ales, will have that soury taste, depending on the hops that are used. But just was not a drinkable beer either. I drank two beers uh, while we were at Cap City Brewing hanging out. The quality there has improved, I think. Uh, Christina had her standard corn dog appetizer. Which <laughs> so. was a little, uh, at least temperature-wise, hot. But the service was a bit better, and the presentation was a bit better. So I think Cap City is improving. Um, but if you are in the Washington, D.C. metro, folks, and you are in our listening area immediately to the Frugal Snobs, check out Cap City Brewing, Sherlington, Virginia. They have some really good happy hour specials, etc. They are not a sponsor of the show. Um, but there will be videos on these two particular brews coming out in the very near future. Now, I just want to remind everyone that we will not be holding an episode uh, this coming week uh, due to the Father's Day weekend here in the United States. We will be back with episode 99 and then our big episode 100 on the 4th of July holiday week. So, good timing. Yes. Good timing. So, um, so those videos will be coming to the YouTube channel. Again, make, make sure you subscribe. So, that is the quick drink reviews. Any other products you want to review? Not that I can think of. We really didn't do many new products. Correct. We didn't do any new real products this week. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the bill reviews, I guess. Yes. And then we'll talk about the events in London, and then we'll get into the topic. So... Let's go ahead and talk about the bill and coin reviews. Now, let's start with the bills. So, we only have one real bill to really talk about at this point. The We're other, waiting for it. Yes, the other bills will be coming on the YouTube channel, so check out those banknote reviews. We've had a lot of really good response to the 1937 $20 Canadian Bank of Canada note. Yes. So, we have, I think, 20 views right now, so that's actually not bad for an obscure video that we've made on the YouTube channel. And banknotes are a very niche uh, market. For everyone in terms of interest so we're happy to get whatever we can out of these these videos everybody so we'll bring more to the youtube channel more quick drink reviews product reviews replications which we'll talk about here shortly let's go ahead and talk about uh the the new banknotes so we are waiting for them according to christina and she is correct why because they were just released on june 1st yes and unfortunately thanks to customs it takes about seven to ten days to get something from Canada to the United States. Well, we shouldn't be upset with customs. They protect us yes. from things like uh, harmful substances entering the United States. So these notes were released on June 1st. We found these notes kind of by accident, everyone. We wanted some polymer notes. We have our first polymer in the commemorative 2015 Bank of Canada Canadian $20 uh, note to commemorate Elizabeth II and her historic reign as the longest reigning monarch. But while we were looking up the polymers that are currently in circulation uh, throughout the world, we found from the Bank of Canada to be released this year, and again on June 1st, this past Thursday, a commemorative $10 uh, note that is full polymer. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. But it commemorates the 150th anniversary of the Confederation of Canada. So we found this note by accident, but we had to get a piece of it. Oh. So we did. Um, we actually found a, a seller, and we purchased four of these notes. They will be sequential. Uh, and they are uncirculated. They were just released Thursday. They were shipped to us on Thursday as well. So these uh, notes do carry the same value as a standard polymer $10 Canadian note. 
um, give a few quick facts about the note. The note was produced out of one piece of polymer, um, which is rare. Typically, it's a multi-polymer note. Um, it's also uh, being billed as a heavily difficult-to-counterfeit note. In the Bank of Canada's marketing campaign right now is mentioning three terms, and that is the feel, look, flip campaign. So you can feel the note to feel the raised ink, also the tactical feature, or the tactic, uh, the, the tactile feature, I should say. Sorry, not the tactical feature, the tactile feature, which is the braille. It's also on the note. <clears throat> there is raised ink. Uh, you can look at the note. There are holograms on the note. We'll give more details on the YouTube video, everyone, once we have the notes in hand versus looking at images. Uh, and then, of course, the flipping of the note. You can actually see the holograms on the reverse of the note in an exact proportion on the reverse side of the note. There is transparent windows on the note. You can find out my, more by going to the Bank of Canada website. There's a three-dimensional uh, representation of this note as well, but we will be putting more on the YouTube video. Uh, the note does feature four uh, significant parliamentarians on the front side of the note. Mm -hmm. Also, there are holograms on the front side of the note. We'll talk more about that on the YouTube video. And the cool part is the reverse side of the note uh, basically represents the regions of Canada, East, Central, West, Northern Canada, are all represented, including the Aurora Borealis in the holograms. That is a cool effect on this note. So it's a really cool note. We'll give more details on the YouTube video. But just as a last item, uh, the Royal uh, Canadian Mint, I think, collaborated with the Bank of Canada for a coin series as well as the banknotes. We'll talk about a coin here in a second um, with respect to Canada 150, as they're calling the campaign for the Confederation marketing um, for the anniversary. But this particular note uh, also was printed in a limited run for the commemoratives, only 40 million were printed by the Bank of Canada, roughly one for every Canadian. So basically, four Canadians are not going to get their note. Sorry! <laughs> due to our purchase. So just a couple of interesting facts. There will be more on the YouTube video once we have the notes in hand and have a chance to, to take a look at them, feel them, uh, get them into carriers, and also get the uh, the audio recorded for the, the video. So check out the YouTube channel the next, I'd say, week to ten days. Yes. Uh, to check that out. So part of Canada 150, we also were able to acquire very recently also... Uh, struck in 2017, uncirculated, a commemorative half dollar yes. from Canada for the Canada 150 campaign. Now, we were kind enough, unexpectedly, from our seller to receive two half dollars, uh, both uncirculated, a 2017 standard half dollar as yes. part of the purchase, as well as this Canada 150 commemorative. So it's really nice uh, that they're basically uh, packaged, in our case, together, so they're very easy to compare and contrast. So Christina, on the front side, <coughs> pardon me, of these coins... They're the same. They're the same. So they, they have an image of Queen Elizabeth II. Yes, it's a uh, profile picture of her. Mm -hmm. and she's I'm, facing left or right? She's facing... She, um, if you were looking at her, she's facing stage right. Okay. And her facial image is facing also right or directly at the, the person holding the coin? That's what I'm saying. Her profile picture is facing... Stage ah, okay, right. so, she's, so there's no frontal picture. She's seated facing also to the right. Yeah, so well, no, it's just from basically top of her shoulders up. Is okay, because I didn't know if it was a, a mid a mid drop up or if it was simply the shoulders up. Okay, so pretty a nice profile picture. So it isn't, and again, the queen is very graceful, but it is an aged Queen Elizabeth II. And I hate to say that the detail is so fine on this coin. Can you see wisps in the hair? You can, well, besides that, you can see crow's feet around her eyes. She's the queen, for goodness sake. You can't, you can't disparage the queen that way. It's on the coin. Actually, we can since we're in the United States. We fought <laughs> for our independence. It wasn't granted to us. That's all I can say. But again, 
We, we don't want to disparage all of our British listeners. We appreciate them greatly. But no, it, the, the, the detail on it's nice. It's, it's a real crisp... They really went to a great length to get the detail right. So the front side of the coin is the same. These are uncirculated coins. Yes. So let's go ahead and take a look at the back. This is where the magic happens. So the reverse side of the coin versus the obverse. Yes. So what are the differences between the standard half dollar 2017 and the commemorative uh, Canada 150? I'm going to start with the regular half dollar mm -hmm. from Canada. It has the standard unicorn, lion, shield with the crown, the two flags. That's an awesome half dollar, by the oh, way. Oh, yes, it has the... It's an awesome half dollar. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very highly detailed. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can see the main, you can see the tails, all of that's on here. And then it says Canada, 20, crown, 17, 50 cents, as you work your way around the coin. That's really cool. So you have a crown separating the 20 and the 17. Yes. Nice. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at the commemorative. What's the difference? There's massive difference. Is there a maple leaf on the back? Yes, and it is the. It is still a like a. It's more of a. Get, capture your words. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to think of the geometrical shape. Is it a triangle based? No, it is not triangle based. Because we know we've, we've seen some of the the accents of the triangle based maple leaf, but what do you see? It's definitely a maple leaf, and it's actually a nine point leaf. Ah. So that's why I'm trying to figure out what shape they use because it's. Like a triangle, but it's like they took the center of the bottom and pulled it out a little bit. So it's geometrically different than the standard yes. maple leaf image. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. So I don't know the shape. Once you see it, you'll understand. Do you still see the Canada Crown 2017, or is there no... No, it's different. It actually says 1867 to 2017. That's pretty That's pretty detailed to put that on the back of a coin that uh, small. Yeah. It, well, it says 1877, and no dash, and then 2017. And below that, it says Canada 150... And even smaller text, 50 cents. Wow. So I have to give credit to the Royal Canadian Mint. They do some really beautiful things. Oh, they do. They really um, do. And then there's an intricate, um, actually both sides, tiny, micro, almost microscopic beading around the ridge of the coins, uh, both front and back. Ah, interesting. Very interesting. So it has the micro ridging. Yes. Interesting. Like, like so, little beads. Interesting. So... Uh, by the way, folks, the Canada half dollar is roughly the size, I'd say, slightly bigger or around the same size of the, as the United States quarter. It is smaller. Smaller than the United States quarter? No, the, the, it's just slightly smaller than the half dollar because I have a half ah, dollar Ah, okay. So I apologize, everyone. I was incorrect. So it's slightly smaller than the U.S. half dollar, the Canadian half dollar, I guess, yes. at this point. Because um, I just put it on my bicentennial half dollar. To me, the feel of it, just from the weight not being out of a carrier, feels to be very similar to a British pound coin. So let's go ahead and take a, a feel of this. Yes, so it's actually lighter than a British pound coin. It's also thinner. So I told you, everyone, I'm tired. <laughs> and then here is the day. U.S. half dollar if you All want right. to weigh those. Go ahead and take a look. Oh, wow. So the U.S. half dollar, it, the weights, are, I mean, gram-wise, feels a little bit heavier than the U.S. half dollar. But um, Christina and I have also talked about uh, obtaining a, a food scale yes. to weigh our, our coinage. So and this is very important when it comes to coinage, and we'll get to our other, our other commemorative here in just a second. But I just wanted to, to bring this out to everyone since we're talking about coins. Um, depending on the silver content of a coin, depending on when it was struck, not only can you tell by the silver content of a coin, depending on if you think it might be a silver coin, by looking at the, the tang around the coin, basically showing the copper edging yeah. around the rim. Uh, if it's a straight, metallic look without the two-tone, it probably has a silver content. If not, it's probably a, a standard and clad coin. But they have different weights. Typically, yeah. coins with silver content have a heavier weight uh, than those that are not silver. So a good example is the 1969... Canadian half dollar that we obtained last week in our bank hall during the Memorial Day weekend, uh, that is a 40% silver content coin. 
So a 1964 Kennedy half dollar, which is 90% silver, would be heavier. Yeah. So that is the heaviest, would be this 90% silver content half dollar. The 69 through, actually I should say the 65 through 70, 40% content would be a bit lighter than that. And then of course anything after 1970, which has no silver content, would be the lightest. Yes. So um, just something to, to point out. Also everyone, if you obtain a food scale, you can easily weigh your, your coinage. So. That is the commemorative 2017 commemorative Canadian half dollar. Um, also, in terms of our sound quality, we should be okay, but we, but our air conditioning in the studio just kicked on. So if um, if there's any issues with uh, the audio, hopefully there will not be. But if there is, let us know, folks. We can clean that up a bit in post. Uh, so once we release this podcast, let us know, and we can go ahead and take care of the, the audio, clean it up, and then, of course, re-release if we must. So let's move on to our second coin. So... This is the, I believe, the Golden Jubilee coin, not yes. the Diamond Jubilee. It's the Golden Jubilee coin, uh, which commemorates, I believe, a 50-year reign. Yes, from 1952 to 2002. For Elizabeth II, it's also a Canadian yes. half dollar. Uh, from 2002, uncirculated. Yes. Very pretty coin. So the front side, of course, features Elizabeth II. A younger a version. Younger Elizabeth II. It actually, it, just Who is by not the... 91 at that, at that point. She's 91 yes. now, so... But looking at it, it, looks like it's from her coronation. Ah, very nice. Three-strand pearl, the actual crown that she would have worn during the coronation. It's a very heavy crown. I've always wondered how much it weighs, but you need to do some research. And then um, you can actually see where they tied the, the what I think is like the cape that she wore. You mm-hmm. can see the ribbon on the coin. Ah, so basically that, that shod effect yes. on the coin. Um, so let's take a look at the reverse side of the coin. What is on the reverse side of the coin? It has the standard crest with the lion, the unicorn, the shield, the lion on top of the crest, the mm-hmm. two flags. The, and on the top part of the coin, it says 50. Then there's a crown and then cents. Wow. And then below everything, mm-hmm. it says 1952-2002 on the back. Very pretty. I mean, I have to admit, again, the Royal Bank of Canada and the Royal Canadian Mint, actually, I should say the Bank of Canada, not Royal Bank of Canada, um, the Bank of Canada, which actually does the printing. Royal Bank of Canada is a different entity. Uh, the Canadian Mint, the Royal Canadian Mint, and the Bank of Canada do some beautiful things. Yes. Some very beautiful things. And this, and I'm not trying to disparage the United States Mint, the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, or the Federal Reserve, but our money is so mass-produced now. And that's why we collect what we collect, because of the beauty and the art in some of these older or more commemorative pieces. You're not going to get these after after a certain period, folks. No, people are cir- going to gobble them up. Yeah, just through circulation, etc. I mean... When the new, I believe the Harriet Tubman $20 United States note comes out. I'm getting several. We're going shopping. Yes. We're totally going shopping. We want sequentials. We want them uncirculated. Um, so uh, it, it, these are good times um, to be a, a collector. Yes. Um, beautiful things have, have occurred, and at least Canada commemorates all of these. Um, so and, and keep in mind, folks, Canada is not a republic. Um, it is uh, basically a an entity still within the confines of the British Empire in which the queen is a head of state. Yes. Figurehead, essentially. Uh, but not necessarily directly controlled by the, the British government. So there's many, uh, I think there, there are 16 nations, 14 or 16 nations that have that same status. And there are quite a few nations still under direct control as colonies of the United Kingdom. So very pretty, very, very nice. Um, I've all, we've also been looking at the Superman series. Oh my gosh. From the Royal Bank of Canada. Everyone thinks it's cool, though, that I've, I've described it to you. Because think about it. you got the Queen of England, okay? On one side. The head of the, of the Church of England. Basically, according to a, a belief system, uh, basically, how do I put it, ordained by God yes. to rule the British people on the front side. She's cool. She's a cool lady. Very classy lady. And on the back, you have one of the greatest superheroes of all time. Yeah. 
that's pretty cool to have on one coin. Yeah. And that's a pretty, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, collectible, yes, but for different reasons than we would collect the coins. They have a higher silver content, too, in them. Yes. And I think some of the, the $100 plus coins they've produced also have gold content uh, that are clad in 24 karat gold, I believe. So, uh, but I know these, these have been very popular. I mean, we may, may take a look at picking up a couple of these coins if we can find the right price, but... From a, new, a numismatic perspective, it's not something we would be that directly interested in. But just as an example of the, the Canadian Mint's uh, endeavors to yeah. produce really cool coins. They also produce coins that are based around uh, gifts for uh, certain events during a given year. So every year they put out a wedding coin so to give away to a new couple. That's what I would do. <laughs> it's, it's a nerdy, geeky gift I would give away. Um, but they also give out, I shouldn't say give out, they also produce uh, limited runs of birth year coins mm -hmm. for new babies being born. So that's, a, that's pretty neat, man. Canadians are pretty cool. They, they are, they're, they're creative. They're very creative and they're very good with monetary policy. They gave up the, mint, the, the striking and minting of pennies. Yes. Vastly before we ever will in the United States. We still have pennies. <clears throat> yes, and it costs more to produce a penny than it does to actually the face value of that penny to spend it. So very smart. They're very, very smart. And now the dollar coins are, uh, are basically the essentially the only dollar, uh, and the two dollar coins are the only uh, coinage of anything under a five bank uh, dollar banknote in Canada. So the dollar coin, I should say, everyone, and the two dollar note and the two dollar, I'm sorry, the two dollar note and the, two, the one dollar note. Sorry, folks, again tired. The one and two dollar banknotes from the Bank of Canada, they're no longer printed. Yeah, they're so, all coin. They're all coin. And the thing is, just thinking about the U.S., the United States, mm -hmm. we should actually give up the penny and the nickel, and that way. Instead of just going to a two point, uh, two places after the decimal, why not make it one? Be a lot easier. Exactly. It's a lot easier, especially purchasing. Yeah. That's why we always joke around that we use the two dollar note a lot. They're they're easily available and they're a lot easier to spend. And speaking of the two dollar note, I took a few with me to Aldi. Uh, I local grocery store yes. uh, price club kind yes. of deal. And whenever I handed one to the cashier, she was like shocked she's like oh my god i've never seen these i'm like never seen a two dollar bill what is wrong with people i know she was They're, like she lit up i mean you can go to a a bank your local branch bank and ask for them and ask for them they have them either in their drawer or in the vault they'll easily swap currency with you yeah we like to give them out as, as delivery tips for example to delivery yeah. people and very easy very it, i think it's cool to carry too because it's, it's unique and it's fun to see People, Cash mm -hmm. just light up seeing them, and she was ex like excited. She's like, "Oh my gosh!" Because I handed her just two bills, and it was it was three dollars and change. And she's like, "What in the world?" And then she looked close. She's like, "I've never seen these." What I like to do during hopefully the summer months, if we can fit it into the, the busy frugal schedule, uh, we're gonna do a couple things, folks. We're gonna go ahead and take a haul up to uh, southern and central Pennsylvania, probably during the Fourth of July period, possibly, uh, hopefully, if it all works out. If not, we'll do it late summer, closer to Labor Day. But uh, we're going to go ahead and take a haul up to Pennsylvania, see if we can uh, get some cash outs on some coin finds and some antiquing up there. But, uh, you know, on the way, I think it's pretty cool that uh, to do some bank stops as well. And again, the, the $2 note's very easy to obtain. I think, I think they're cool. I think they're really easy to, to geek people out. Yes. But I do also, hopefully during the summer months, again, if it works out on the schedule, maybe make a visit to Monticello before the end of, let's say before the end of the year. How's that? Yes. Fall might be better. It might be a little cooler here in Virginia, so especially in the central to southern part of the state. But I do want to make a trip to Monticello, and I do want to, I want to make a YouTube live video while we're there, and I'm going to hold up a $2 note, and I'm going to flip it over and look at the, the image on the $2 note and at the actual estate. Yes. And see how close they look yes. to each other. 
So, um, but visiting Monticello is expensive. I heard it was like 30 plus dollars US a person. It's ridiculous. To visit the estate, we should also visit Mount Vernon as well. Yes. Yes. Mount so, Vernon is not far. Yes. And hopefully it's less expensive. Uh, yeah. So we'll take, we'll take, uh, take, uh, images and also video while we're there. And we do a little podcast extra. So that is the 2002 commemorative Golden Jubilee half dollar in Canada. Okay, so we've talked a lot about Canadian stuff, because we've got a lot of Canadian things coming. A lot of cool, cool things, and we'll be putting the formal videos on YouTube. We'll post those in the next couple of weeks, everybody, so check those out. Okay, so you want to go and talk about the events in London? Yes. People are absolutely crazy. Understatement. Okay, they are crazy. I, I do want to say that from our perspective here in the States, at least as the Frugal Snobs, we definitely uh, reach out to all of our, our British kinfolk and all of our listeners. We'll we apologize for what happened. You have our condolences, sympathies, etc. cetera. Uh, but the attack, apparently, according to Sky News, that was one of the pluses of having our Apple TV, is being able to uh, stream Sky News Live. Um, so it's very different. I, I, I prefer when, when an incident happens in the United Kingdom to listen to British news. Yes. Or listen to the, the BBC. The more accurate. Yes. We listen to the BBC World Service podcast. Um, we also take a look at Sky News from time to time on our Apple TV, and we were able to stream some of the coverage. Uh, from what I've heard... Seven individuals were killed, 48 injured across five hospitals. Three suspects were essentially uh, shot. They were gunned down by police. Um, but both attacks, both at the market and at, at London Bridge, were perpetrated by the same uh, assailants, so to speak. So um, I will state that apparently the incidents occurred within eight minutes of the attack being reported and the suspects being killed. That's pretty, that's pretty quick. Yes. <laughs> eight minutes. Call came in first at dispatch at 2208 GMT, and the suspects were gunned down by 2216. That's pretty impressive. That's very fast response time. Yes. So, again, people are crazy. Hopefully this will, of course, uh, pass, but with lessons learned, etc. So, for everyone in the United Kingdom, we appreciate your listenership to the podcast. You have our condolences, and if there's anything that we can do as the Fruitless Nobs, any support effort that we can facilitate, please just send us an email, frugalsnobs at gmail.com. All right, let's move on. So, let's move on to the topic. Yeah. Whew. We've been talking for a while. Hey, so a lot happened. Yeah, so let me take a sip of tea here. So, Christina, you want to talk about, this week was your idea, talk about new ways to save and make money. Yeah, I mean, there's different, definitely a lot of different ways to create money. So, create wealth? Yes, because... You don't create money, you create wealth. Oh, yes. <laughs> Or extra income, because there's a lot of little, quote-unquote, side businesses that you can do. Mm -hmm. Like, um, just to give people a, an idea, like Uber, Lyft, and Waze, mm -hmm. use what you already have. You most likely have a car. Yeah, but there's rules about that, right? Like, the car has to be within so many years. I know, I understand. And, um, and also within certain cities, there's different rules. Yes, and unfortunately, that varies from uh, area to area. Like, Washington, D.C., your car has to be eight years or less yes. old. But yeah, if you just cross the border into Virginia, it's 10 years. I see. And then Waze, unfortunately, I think right now is only in California mm -hmm. that they're testing it, and it's right. Google-based. Yeah, well, I thought the Waze app, yes, the Waze app um, is available everywhere, obviously, but the actual service, I think, is only available in California. Yes. Um, so I know some of my coworkers that uh, also use Waze to get to work every day for, for more efficient ways to get to work, literally. <laughs> so... Um, so that is an option, but again, of course, you're also responsible for the taxes, the upkeep of the automobile. Um, I think, in a way, some of these these driver services, 
um, might be might better serve individuals who have upscale autos. Yes. Because you can charge more for the black services, so to speak, yes. or the X services, right? So depending on the the service and the branding, but uh, um, I think it would it would benefit folks with more exotic automobiles or higher end automobiles. Um, but again, it's it's an option. So that's one way to make uh, to make some extra income. But again, you are liable for the taxes and everything else, so just keep that all in mind. What else you got on your list? Well, speaking of apps, there's uh, money-saving apps out there. Like Honey? We talked about Honey. That's part of what this is. We have Ibotta, which is I-B-O-T-T-A. Ibotta what? (laughs) (laughs) Which is basically you need to log on there to see where you get your rebates. It's not always guaranteed, but you do get a lot of messages saying, save this here, save this there. Ebates is kind of like that. Yes. But eBay, I think, is more localized, like location-based. Where if you're in a store, for example, you pick up a product and you can run your eBates, uh, open your eBates app based on LBS, location-based mm-hmm. services. It can tell you, you know, if you can get a rebate or not, or if there's a local store that's even near there within a couple of miles that might have the same product that offers a rebate. But uh, don't want to get off of your your on a tangent with eBates. But Ibotta. But, but um, also speaking with like eBates, um, mm-hmm. with getting that discount, Upside for fuel. Mm. You've used Upside before. Yes, I've actually started using it. Your coworker mentioned that he uses it. Yes. So I started trying it. But one thing I've noticed is it is specific to gas stations that participate in the program. And you can only claim the gas station one time, right? I think, but that still needs to be experimented with. Yeah, because otherwise you'd frequent it. Yes. Right? And but what, what kind of savings are you looking at per gallon? Are you looking at... 10 to 20 cents per gallon. Wow, that's actually significant. Yes, especially yeah. with the um, how the gas prices are starting to creep up a little bit, but not too bad. Yeah, again, the summer season, though, that tends to happen right around Memorial Day and beyond, all the way through Labor Day. I think, and plus around, the, of course, the end of year holidays. Um, but Ibotta. Ibotta. Ibotta what? You bought an upside. What else you got? And the last one that I have on here is Checkout 51. We like Checkout 51. I've, I've actually gotten success with that. I've actually got a refund because I was able to purchase... A dozen eggs for 59 cents, but then when I ran my receipt, I got 50 cents back. So for one of those dozen of eggs, nine, nine cents. cents. Under a penny an, an egg. egg. Yes. So I think to cash out, you need to at least obtain $20 worth of Yes. Things. Okay, so you're building up credits right now. Yes. Let's check out 51. I think you also had, uh, you also had uh, rebates on bananas and also on milk. Yes. I think through checkout 51. So those are staples we use. And tomatoes. Yes. Tomatoes. Yes, yes. Yeah, tomatoes too. So a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's just basic food. Nothing extravagant. Good source of lycopene, those tomatoes. Yes. They're good for vision health mm-hmm. and libido, yes. apparently. Yeah. So for both sexes. Mm-hmm. So eat your tomatoes, folks. <laughs> you can see better and you can get it on. So, <laughs> so family show. Family show. So, all right. Um, anything else? Did you, did you want to talk about Piggy? That was going to be my next... Piggy and Honey. Okay. So we talked about Honey already. It's a Chrome extension, I think, that's only available for Amazon purchasing. That's for Honey, kind of yes. The drawback of it. Yes. But if you're a Prime member, it's pretty good. Yes. So Because it actually gives you multiple options to get the same item you're looking for. The thing with, with Amazon Prime, though, and I want to talk about that really quickly. I mean, I know for a lot of folks, especially in larger cities. I mean, Washington, D.C. is, I think, the country's 26th largest city. Believe it or not, it's not as large as I thought. But it's the 12th largest city in terms of population i yes. believe so don't quote me on that folks but the the area if you include northern virginia uh, southern maryland delaware of course um in part of that but if the dmv so dc maryland virginia if you incorporate that metro area it is far larger yeah so you're looking at two to three million people so 
And of course, our, our traffic here would, of course, attest to that. So, um, I think with Amazon Prime, I've heard a lot of people say that, oh, well, it's really not saving me that much money. It's not really the savings that you get out of it's it. It's the convenience. It's the convenience. I mean, think about it. Our closest, let's say, Walmart. That's uh, a good 20 minutes. Yeah, and it's not that far in terms of distance, but due to commute, yes. it's 20 minutes each way and at even, best. In, in a sense, you can even like, look at safety. Look at the drivers around here. Oh. We couldn't even make it to a Walmart one time without getting rear-ended. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yes, I do. So, um, I was in the car. I was in the snowmobile with you. Yes, because so, we were actually at a red light, and then bam. That's right. Um, but your little jet is a tank. Yes. What is it? It's a tank. It's a tank. So, all right. Um, so again, with Amazon Prime, I've heard drawbacks to it. But I mean, again, if you leverage it the right way, and also for the content, the the eBooks, the the music content, which Audible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Audible is also a tie into that as an Amazon company. Um, you can really get a lot of good stuff out of it. Um, so, also with Prime Now, I want to try Prime Now at some point. So, interesting, interesting stuff. But we have Piggy, which, yes. which is an extension for Chrome as well, but gives you more options than yes, Amazon. Yes, because I was actually surfing on Walmart to um, possibly do like a, uh, be lazy and do a uh, in-store pickup. <laughs> You're so, being lazy. You're being time efficient. So, I mean. You're practicing time management. Like, I'm going to need some new razors soon. So I'm like, all right, let's throw some razors in. Let's throw some other little odds and ends. This is why you do not need disposable razors, Christina. You need to get yourself something like a really nice electric. That is coming. Yes, an Epilator electric. That's coming. So, But I was just thinking, one pack of eight, that'll time me over for two months. Mm -hmm. So, so that, by then, I will have the new Epilator. So with Piggy, what would this have done for you? It actually uh, popped up a promotion for 2% off. I see. Did you take the promotion? I threw it in the cart. Oh, nice. Okay. So Piggy gives you options across multiple websites. So it's, it gives you options by product. Yes. Across multiple websites versus by site. Yes. And the same product. Yes. So within the confines of a site with Amazon, if you're using Honey, but within confines of product, if you're using Piggy. Yes. That seems like it's better. Yeah. I would think. And again, based on competitive pricing, et cetera, it may be better anyway to go with a, a another entity versus just Amazon. Yes. So... Um, interesting, interesting, interesting. So anything else on your money saving or, or other, uh, endeavors? I'm not sure if you would say this is saving, but you do have to spend a little. Mm -hmm. Mystery shops. That's true. You know what? Yeah, you're right. So let's talk about mystery shops. We just did a couple ourselves. Because doing... you, you do spend a little, but then you get even more back. Yes. So, um, basically here's how we do the mystery shop thing folks we're not gonna talk too much about the mystery shop companies we use or what we make from it that is our secret well it's also proprietary right exactly we don't, our, our mystery shop companies don't want us to uh say who we're working for so with our mystery shops what we tend to do folks is to christina's point we set aside funds for mystery shops specifically so we look only for mystery shops that will be uh cost advantage to us or to a cost advantage so we go, we do our thing, we, we fill out the surveys that are associated with it, take our images of, of product that are purchased, receipts, etc. You do spend a little bit in an outlay, but you spend smart to meet the conditions of the mystery shop only. Yes. And then hopefully you'll be able to actually double your money, which we've been able to do several times yes. with our mystery shops. And we're getting free stuff out of it. Like I have two coming up this week where I get fully reimbursed for my parking. Mm -hmm. So there's actually... You did one this week and you made 15 bucks for no cash outlay. Exactly. And then this week, I'm actually able to double dip and do two at one time because of where the location is. And also, I know people are going to say, well, it's only $15 or it's only 20 bucks. Come on, folks. 
I mean, really? You're too good? If somebody walked up to you on the street and said, hey, you want 15 bucks? That's a free, a free pizza. Would you take 15 bucks? Yes. Absolutely. That's half but tank what? of gas with well, a free pizza. Well, I'm too busy. Uh, whatever. You know what? That's why you don't have anything. See, this is why I'm getting mad. I, hate when I make the most of my time, and I am very strategic. I'm too busy. You know what? If you're so important, that's fine. And you can be important all the way to either poverty or work until you die, because I plan on retiring. Exactly. So there you go. I hope you're, I hope it's, I hope you're really important. Yeah. That's right. I got my 15 bucks in my pocket and more. And so, look how I'm double dipping this week. It's 50. So you know what? Those people that think they're too busy, I would love to know who those people are one by one because I'm going to send them a postcard from the beach drinking a pina colada because you know what? They're going to be sitting in their cars, back getting tight, driving to their self-important job that pays them probably a third of what they should be making. And after inhaling everything. exhaust. And inhaling exhaust, eating that nasty convenience food. That's really living, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Let me that's tell right. you. See, all right, now I'm getting mad. <laughs> all right, so that's mystery shops. Definitely take advantage of those folks if you can. Um, they've served us very well. And for us, they serve a decent little date night. Yes, we or, have fun. Or a date lunch. I mean, our, our newest digs is kind of like our cheers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and we get paid to go. Yeah. It's perfect. Everybody knows us there. They all they want to know our names, but we can't give it to them. That's, you see, that's one thing that's not about cheers, right? Yeah. Um, Everybody wants to know our names, but we can't give them. And the nice part is, like... We used to sit on one side, but due to the fact that it's always crowded, we have been forced to sit on another side. And the bartender at least comes over to say hi. That's right. It's like, hey, 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 hey. You got but a you side over. That's right. You got a side over there. And don't, don't, don't ask what we're doing here. We're not on your side anymore. So you're full. That's right. <laughs> should say us two reserves. We should get reserve seating. Yes, we are regulars. Yes, at this particular location. And if we call ahead, we should get reserve seating for the fruit snobs. Yeah. So we should get. But if we're mystery shopping, we can't do that because of anonymity. Uh, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, mystery shops are a good option. Um, do you want to talk about Fiverr? Yes, uh, that, either that or sell what you don't need. Yeah, true. True, you could sell what you don't need. We'll talk about Fiverr in a second. Because so, we've been doing that with eBay. Yeah, we have. We, we have a, when we moved to the new digs, folks, in the new studio, we have a lot of stuff that we try to get rid of as part of our move. But we still have stuff that we need to get rid of. Yeah. It's like, do we really need this? We moved it here. Do we need it? No. It's not paying rent, so let's get rid of it. Um, we're doing a lot of that with our coins, actually. Because everybody. we get duplicates <clears throat> and... Yeah, so a lot of times with the coin collecting or any collections, you tend to buy things that you are happy with and that you're infatuated by. Some of it's going to be long-term stuff. Yeah. Some of it's one-time things. Like, Christina, you have a, a shilling, a British shilling from the 1600s. Yes. How cool is that? You are not going to part with that. No. However, you know, if you have a duplicate of something, like Christina was saying, or something isn't that valuable, maybe... Coins from World War II, in some cases, aren't as valuable because they were produced en masse, so to speak. Yes. Um, things of that sort, or uh, temporary currencies or provisional government currencies, things like that, they might be unique, but if you have duplicates of anything or things you're just not happy with anymore in your collection, sell them off. Because Unless you... they're sequential, they're duplicates. <clears throat> That's right. So if you sell them off, well, when we say duplicates, we mean the duplicate denomination or country of origin for a yeah. particular bill or coin. There, no two bills are essentially duplicates because the sales are unique, right? Yes. So, to Christina's point, if they're sequential, keep those. Obviously, if they're uncirculated, keep those. Regardless if you're, if you're happy with them or not, keep them if they're uncirculated and sequential. Um, or if they're a limited run or a first year. Um, for example, I was going to sell a Hong Kong dollar from 1960 on eBay. Um, I will not now because apparently, according to Christina and her research, it was the first year that those particular coins were minted with the Queen Elizabeth II. Yes. Dollar, first year. So I'm keeping my Hong Kong $1960. Sorry. So really cool um, to get the things while you can, but sell them off because they help you not only make a profit, which you're hoping to do, buy low, sell high, right? Mm -hmm. 
And you can also use those proceeds to put back into your fund to fund things you do want in the collection. Exactly. So it's self Like we did for the fives. I mean, they, they, we scoured. For those Canadian fives. Yes, and now we have them, and we got them cheap. Speaking of which, check out the video, folks, if you haven't already, on the Bank of Canada $5 1937 King George VI note. We uh, scoured and scoured and found them pretty pretty decently priced, and they came in good condition. Yeah, and the nice part is they are worth more than what we bought them for, so That's we bought low your, and sell high. Yes, and your bill is worth more than mine because of the signatures. You have yes. a Gordon Towers, and I have a Coin Towers, and in most cases, the Coin Tower bills are worth more. And this time, it was the other way. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. I'll <laughs> tell you this. The $20 Bank of Canada notes from 1937 that we have, mine's worth more than yours, so it balances out. <laughs> How's that? Yeah. So. In your face. <laughs> in your face. So it balances out, but and, and we jest, folks. We, we're in competition with each other all the time. Christina has has notes that I would like. I have notes she would like, and if we have notes we both like, typically one gets the note before the other, or the coin before the other, and the other one gets jealous. And then Christina goes on her little trek to find the same thing, less expensive if it's for herself. Yes. That way she can rub it in my face when she gets it. Cheaper. I found mine, and it's cheaper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, sell things you don't need. Um, it's a good idea. And by the way, folks, um, we do have some auctions going off of eBay today from the Frugal Snobs. Um, so uh, I don't know if any folks can really capture this podcast before they go offline. Not to worry. They will be going back online. But just to give a quick run, Christina, you have a tungsten ring that you're selling. Yes, with a blue uh, center band. All right, so you have a tungsten men's size 9 ring Yes. that you are selling on eBay. So be on the lookout for that, folks. If you can't catch it today, obviously when the podcast drops, be on the lookout for it on eBay from the Frugal Snobs as a seller. Um, also... Uh, we are also selling a number of coins. You're selling a set of French francs from the 30s and 40s, I yes. think. Uh, various years. Yeah. Um, we're also selling two sets of 1961 rubles from the Soviet Union. Uh, so the 1, 3, the 5, the 10, and the 25 ruble notes. So check those out as well. you have anything else you're selling on eBay? Not that I can think of right now. You really nailed everything. So we got a lot of stuff going on. We're busy. Oh, a 10-shilling note and a shilling coin. Yeah, Christine just snapped at me with her finger. Um, but because you had a eureka moment, but yes, this 10 shilling note, by the way, was a freebie. Yes. So we actually ordered, uh, two of these, uh, shilling notes from, I think, actually, no, we ordered three of them. Yeah, but it was from a different order because the guy thanked us. Yes. So typically when we order things on eBay, folks, we've been able to receive bonuses. Yes. So initially we, or we actually negotiated, you gave a best offer on eBay for three 10 shilling notes from 1961. Yes. Um, which are really cool. So these are really cool notes. So we picked these up. They wanted $30, I think. Yeah. That's high. $10 yeah. a note. Yeah. We negotiated them down to $6 a note. Yes. Good job. So 40% less. And so we ordered those. And in a different order, to Christina's point, uh, with her purchase, she received a free 1961 10-shilling note as well. So we actually have two. Yes. That we can actually uh, part with on eBay. And one we are selling with a 1960-shilling <coughs> Coin. Is it a 61 or 60 shilling coin? I think 60. Ah, so we can sell them together. Yes. So even though the years are slightly different, we'll sell them together. Yes. So there is one 1960 10 shilling note. Uh, sorry, 61 10 shilling note and a 1961 shilling coin. Yes. Also for sale on eBay from the Fool Snobs. Check it out. Yes. Um, if you don't get it today, like I said, folks, check out the auctions. We'll be just be reposting some items. And you help us out when we do that, everybody. This podcast is not free. No. We've done a lot of things over the past couple of years to improve it. We've given make, you a lot of good advice. Yes, to make it better, to make it more professional. And we're also working on the Podcast Royale Network, which we're going to be working on over the summer. It is not a myth, folks. We have the traction moving on it. I'll give more details moving forward. We've been busy, though. So uh, the, the 10 shilling 
uh, note and the one shilling coin are also available on eBay as well. So that's five auctions. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff out. Actually, six auctions. Yes. No, five auctions. Sorry. We have five auctions going on on eBay. Check them out. So sell things you don't need. So can we finally talk about Fiverr? Close. Uh, ah, you close. need this to actually be able to use Fiverr. What? Bank accounts. Oh, yes. So you do need bank accounts, PayPal accounts, etc., which are funded by bank accounts. But um, putting your money away in high-yield interest accounts, we've talked about it before. But also um, opening up a new bank account because I, they're... I was going to get to that. <laughs> so the, we have the high-yield interest accounts, which will also help um, accrue funds for you, help you fight inflation while you're saving. But to Christina's point, also opening new bank accounts with referrals or bonuses yes. also helps you out. 300 bucks to 500 bucks sometimes. Yeah, and I mean, it, some of them are as little as 50 bucks if, ah. it's, if it's a smaller bank. Ah. I'm just saying. Ah. And I, I was going to say 50 to $300 and even up to 500 like you mentioned, just for doing your everyday thing. like Just making sure you have the number of direct deposits, so many transactions a month. As long as you meet all that, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. So, And also you want to look for banks that also best... best um, focus on your financial needs. Like for me, I use Charles Schwab, not a sponsor of the podcast, by, by the way. Um, but I like Charles Schwab. Yep. Uh, their brokerage accounts, their uh, transaction fees for trades are decent. They actually were just dropped, actually, which is nice. Um, and again, referrals are also nice. You're using Synchrony Bank, I think, right now. Yes. For a high-yield savings account, which I need to talk to you about that as well because I need to put some more uh, funds away to accrue more money. And I'm getting a 1.05% interest rate on that. And just make sure whatever instrument you go with folks, whether it's uh, investing in stock, which is also another way to accrue money, but again, high risk. Yes. Uh, precious metals, which are hard to liquidate, so that's another drawback. Uh, art, wine, uh, collectibles, coins, any of the stuff that's that's niche, be careful with that. But with whatever instrument you pick, and I'll say specifically for, for financial instruments, make sure your funds are heavily liquid, so there's no fee to take them out, and make sure they're FDIC insured. Yeah, and also like with banks and even credit cards, Make sure you have a cash back option for what you buy. Right, for credit cards, good good point. So you're using a Discover card right now that gives 5% cash back and it's doubled up the first year. Well, actually, depending on what you buy, it's either 1, 2, or 5. What? Um, it's 1% it should be on... guaranteed 5%. Everybody be flocking to that. <laughs> oh, exactly. But um, it's 1% on normal things that like you buy every day. It's 2% on food like at restaurants and at um, whenever you... Grocery stores? Yeah. No, no, not grocery stores. What? Restaurants. What? It's 1% at grocery stores. 2% whenever you get gas or eat out. Mm -hmm. But then I, I also found out recently that it's 5% cash back at walmart.com. I see. So could you double dip by using a Discover credit card, for example, at walmart.com and also using the, the piggy discount? Possibly. And that's what I'm going to experiment. Because also we have subscriptions. So if you need to save money, cancel your unneeded subscriptions. Yes. But since we are using these uh, subscriptions... We can actually get e-gift cards through Walmart.com and mm -hmm. save 10% on our monthly subscriptions. Nice. See, and, and that's the thing, everybody. And we'll talk about Fiverr finally here in a second. Uh, we've been long-winded on this episode. But and we have one stuff. more after Fiverr. Oh, but it's good stuff. So here's the thing, everybody. You know, make your money work for you. Be smart. I mean, I know today there's people out there that make relatively very little. And what I mean is less than the United States average per capita. Uh, which is roughly thirty-three to thirty-five thousand dollars a year. That's not much. No, it's not. Not much at all. We are in, in essence, we are a an impoverished country. Yeah. Um, if you make more in terms of your salary than the double than the average of the average American per capita, you're doing pretty well. Yes. It doesn't sound like much either, even when you double it. But if you if you can double it or or do whatever you can, but do the best you can with what you got. Yes. Do do the best you can with what you have. So. Um, 
I know people to this day that don't make very much but live like kings. Yeah. I mean, we ourselves live on a multiple of what we earned. Yeah. So it's very easy. It's like, wait a minute, how much did you pay for that? Why? Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> why and, you do that? And that's actually why I really like my Discover card right now is besides getting the one, two, five percent cash back with it, since this is my first year with the card, after my first year, I double it. Yes. So, I mean. Do they extend your credit limit too or no? They, after a certain amount of time with the card, they do offer that. And they also offer to switch it to a regular credit card. I see. So that's just part of the bonuses that I'm receiving with Discover right now. I've never had an issue with them. Right. And there's also other uh, cashback cards. But there's also just cash debit equivalent cards like Bluebird and things like that. that yeah. You can pick up. So just interesting stuff. I mean, use what you have the best you can. And if you're not, that's totally shame on you. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if money is a tool to help you live the best life you can, I'm not saying we worship money the frugal snobs. I'm not saying that. I know people are going to say, well, yes, you are. You always say be well, never pay retail. I mean it. Yeah. Be well and don't pay what they're telling you to pay for it. That's only dingus. suggested retail. That's right. It's not the frugal snobs at retail price. Exactly. And notice because... I just said dingus. Yes. What did I say? Dingus. That's right. Why you do that? You got to say that. Why you do that? Yeah, why you do that? So... Yeah, it's just, who said retail's the final word on pricing? It's like when you buy a car, right? Do you yeah. pay the sticker on the window? Oh, heck no. So don't do it in your regular life, dingus. Exactly. That's right. It's a very friendly dingus. I'm not trying to be offensive to people. No, but... I mean, it's dingus in general. That's right. Don't don't be an idiot, so to speak. All right, so let's skip fiber for the end. What else you got? You got one more. Focus groups. Oh, yeah, you can join a focus group. Focus group is like mystery shopping, except for you're in a group of people giving your opinion on Aren't something. Aren't your parents therapists or whatever? Yeah. Counselors and therapists? Mm -hmm. They've probably done this before. Yeah. And Wait. with a focus group, you're really just talking about, like, products or... Mm -hmm. And they actually compensate you fairly nicely for your time. I've, I've actually done one. See, I've done a couple of focus groups as well. In fact, there used to be marketing research uh, facilities in malls. They were very popular because a lot of foot traffic, right? Yeah. So what I would do, like, for example, one year I tried different kinds of cola a different cola drink mm -hmm. in a focus group, and they gave me like three kinds of cola, A, B, and C. Uh, two of them were currently on the market, large competitors, and a third was different, right? So they didn't give you any details, but you try them all, you eat some crackers to cleanse the palate. I got like 20 bucks to do that. It took like five minutes of my time. Well, mine was actually kind of funny because I drove from Leesburg to Arlington to do this. That's about an hour, hour and a half. But Ooh. the best part is the moderator never showed up. So you got paid to do nothing. Exactly. I got $150. <laughs> to do nothing. Yes. You know how many bills that buys? $150. You know how many bills that pays? Yes. <laughs> Again, on the bill kick. You know how many bills that puts in your pocket, see? It does all of it. Yeah. It puts bills in your pocket, helps you buy bills, or helps you pay bills. Yeah. All about bills. Bills, bills, bills. That's right, always about the bills. So, um, but yeah, th these are simple things that you can do, and they get you out of the house. Yeah. They get you doing other stuff. They get you to think. Yes. Differently. The philosophy of a frugal snob is seeing value in everything and not minding to spend money as long as you get value. Like for me, I'm a cigar smoker, I'll openly admit it. I only buy Zycar products for my paraphernalia. So my cutters, my lighters, my punches, my carriers, they're all Zycar. Why? Lifetime guarantee. They're worth it. My cutter, which costs 60 bucks. Well, it's $60 for a cutter. I could buy a guillotine cutter for five bucks. Yeah, it's plastic. And it'll break. It'll break. My, 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 my double-edged Bakut wood double guillotine cutter, which was $60 and awesome, by the way, if, if a spring pops in it or if it gets too difficult to start cutting cigars with, uh, or if it rusts, which it shouldn't, stainless steel, I take it in, they, sh they hand me a brand new one for any Zycar dealer, any cigar shop that sells Zycar product, you take it in with the manual, that's why you keep your boxes, folks, keep all your receipts and other things so you can get rebates, things like that, 
take it in, show proof of purchase, hand me a new one. Right there, brand new. So I can use this thing for years. Take it in, beat up, chipped up, horrible looking, and they have to give me a new one. Based on their policies. How cool is that? Awesome. It's like brand new, shiny, nice and sharp. So, all right. So, last thing. Fiverr. Yes. Fiverr we have used. And by the way, the intro you hear at the beginning of this podcast was kindly provided through to a Fiverr deal. So, um, Christina composed the, the composition for the music in the background, but the voiceover was done by a Fiverr artist. Yes. So to speak. So get out there, folks. You can use services like Fiverr, F-I-V-R-R, not a sponsor of the show, F-I-V-R-R.com, and um, post some stuff. Yeah. I, I did web uh, consulting for 10-minute calls for 10 bucks. So yeah, I'll talk to you for, for 10 minutes for 10 bucks. Sure, call me up. So I did, I did app uh, consulting. I did web hosting consulting. Very simple. I mean, it's stuff I already do. Yeah. So make some extra cash for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like you can do it from the comfort of your own home, even. I even obtained a client from my Fiverr deal. Nice. For, for my own small business, uh, based in Canada, and her daughter is an Olympian. She was in Rio, made her debut at the Rio Olympics. How cool as a swimmer? How cool is that? That's awesome. How cool is that? I now am early, I am now in some way professionally linked to an Olympian due to a Fiverr deal because I worked with her mother. How hey, cool is that? How many uh, how many degrees separation? I mean, how cool is that though? It's awesome. That's totally cool. It gives you a good story, too. Pan American Games gold medalist, Rio Olympian, multiple world record holder in the breaststroke. And I don't say that in a rude way, folks. It is the breaststroke. Okay, so I'm not saying that in a lewd way or any any uh, innuendo. Again, world record holder from Canada. Awesome. So, again, all from a Fiverr deal. So get there and, and work with Fiverr. You can also get some really good services on Fiverr as well. Yeah. So the voiceover, for example, if you're not providing services on Fiverr, that voiceover would have cost us hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Easily to have someone professionally do it. Fiverr, 10 bucks. Yes. So on Fiverr, you can do you can do multiple deals. You can do a single deal, double deal, triple deal, depending on what, what they put in in terms of their listing. Very easy. Uh, Fiverr does take a cut, though. Yeah. So you'd have to pay like a dollar extra. Which is not a big deal. No. No. Plus, um, if you're selling on Fiverr services, they also take a cut of that as well. <laughs> so they got to make money somehow. But that is Fiverr. If your listing gets approved, um, get out there and do it. We're going to be doing it as the Frugal Snobs as well. And uh, see what comes out of it. It's pretty cool. Nice landscape. Anything else? That's all. All right, folks. Um, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Yes. Wrap it up. All right, everybody. So hope everybody enjoyed the episode this week. All of our wonderful haberdashery going on here. A lot of things going on. Again, we will not be back for the Father's Day weekend. So next weekend we are away. But we'll be coming back with episode 99 the following weekend. Getting ready for that big episode 100, folks. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. Say goodbye, Christina. Adios. All right. Be well, never pay retail. Take care of yourself and each other. Thanks, everybody.